Welcome back to Zoom City, to whom it may concern podcast. A podcast for anyone and everyone who finds us in your mailbox. It's your girl Tatenda and we're back with a new episode. And it is episode 10. Yay! I can't believe how much of how far we've gotten actually because you know sometimes when I like just look at where we started and I just look at where we are now, I'm surprised at my consistency. This is probably one of the most consistent thing I've ever done in my entire life. And the funny part about it is the fact that I'm always praying to still be more consistent. But like, yeah, you know, like just actually working or just doing this podcast and just posting every second Friday. Well, when I don't have technical difficulties, of course. And just posting every second Friday. It's literally something that I never thought I'll be doing, like, to this extent of actually doing research and doing Bible verses and like praying before the episodes, just editing, you know, it's a lot of admin that I never thought I would commit myself to, so I'm just proud of myself, I don't know why I have to tell you that, like it's only your business, (laughs) but yeah man, I'm just really proud of myself for that. So today, we are going to talk, actually last week I said Last week we spoke about a a burning bush, you know, which was taken from the story of Moses in Exodus, specifically Exodus 3 verse 2, when um, Moses was looking for his sheep, his sheep were lost, and yeah, his sheep were lost, and he went up the mountain and he saw a burning bush, and it said that the bush was on fire, but it was not consumed, you know, and we also spoke about being refined. From Malachi 3 verse 3, how God wants to refine us for righteousness. You know, and we're just talking about how sometimes we find ourselves consumed, like extremely on fire for the things of God, but we're not consumed by the Holy Ghost. Like we're on fire for Him, like we're burning for Him, but then we're not really consumed by the Holy Ghost enough to be transformed. And I'd say, do you know what? This is a broad topic. If you have not yet listened to episode 9, I think you need to go back, otherwise episode 10 won't make sense. Or oh, actually it might just, but still just go back. So, yeah, it's a continuation. I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm being accountable for my word. Like I'm keeping, sticking to my word. That's what, that's what I want to say. <laughs> I am sticking to my word. So, um, today I'm just, we're just going to have a very honest episode. Like I feel like today's episode is going to be, different from most episodes that I've heard or that I've heard that I've had English that I've had this season so this one is just going to be very honest like we're just going to really talk about um, everything you know when I talk about the heart most importantly you know we're just going to talk about the heart and how to even get to a place of wanting to be consumed because most times we cry and we say god consume me but what does it actually mean to be consumed so we're just going to be talking about that today and you know we're gonna look at the verse i was going to look at any verses today i'm just gonna speak from the heart but i have some verse (laughs) and the verse that i have is the one that everyone loves to quote it's from proverbs 4 verse 23 says above all else guard your heart 
for it is where for it is the wellspring of life sorry and some versions say for that's where life starts and others say it determines the course of your life so your heart determines the course of your life what you love is what you pursue you don't pursue anything you don't love so what you're interested in your things that motivate you things that you like is what you would definitely pursue no one ever pursues anything they don't care they don't like or care about unless of course their parents put them onto that journey like yo do this yo do that but on a normal daily or on a normal thing <laughs> as i would say everyone pursues something they love meaning that christianity is a matter of the heart you know if you care enough or love God enough, there's a different kind of pursuit you do, you know, towards a life of righteousness. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, last week we're talking about, you know, being on fire and stuff and how um, we are on fire because we want to be like someone else, but yet we're still struggling with the same things we struggled from even before we came to Jesus. We were like, how does that even work? And we say that it is probably because we're not consumed enough by the Holy Ghost. And that so today my topic was motivated by something a couple of events actually that had been taking place in my life for the past couple of weeks or just the past week. So there's a Bible challenge we have at church as ladies, dynamic ladies. We have a Bible reading challenge and we're supposed to read a chapter a day and we share on our platform, we share what we've learned and yeah, you know, just to just encourage each other and stuff. So, sometimes I'm not consistent. Sometimes I read and I don't share. It's a whole lot. So, I was just... So, dog, obviously, asked us, Yo, why are you guys reading the Bible? Why are you guys doing that? Are you guys doing that? And then I went home. Actually, I had spent the day with her because I was working. So, I spent the day with her. And when I went home, I was just meditating on everything i was like but why don't i read the bible every day and the answer was because i don't love it enough and that was probably the realest thing i've ever heard in my life it was literally because i don't love it enough and i wanted to just cry or scream or hide my face in shame i'm not sure which other one is to do in that moment but I realized that sometimes when we are on fire but not consumed, we find ourselves wanting to do certain things, not from a place of loving it or from a place of wanting to serve God faithfully, but we want to do things from a place of wanting to be seen or noticed. I think I mentioned this in the past episode, but like there really is no heart in it. There's no um, love in it. We just doing certain things and that's how you find how that's how you find that you get um when i was watching this other movie about the windows prophet suddenly and i just started thinking about it i was just watching it again i've watched it before i was just watching it again you know it speaks about a, a, a minister or a pastor who was so hungry for ministry that he went and got ministry the wrong way and I was just thinking that sometimes we love certain things so much to the point where we don't understand that everything in life takes time. There's a process to everything. There's progress 
to everything you start from somewhere and you get somewhere else no one just wakes up one day and they're perfect you know it takes time these things take time you know it takes heart as well your heart needs to be in the right place you know you need to love something enough to want to do it properly you know and i feel like sometimes when it comes to things like ministry we love we want to do it but i'm not sure if we love to do it you know, everyone wants to be an artist, everyone wants to be a pastor, everyone wants to be this, everyone wants to be that. And my thing is, and that's how we say that sometimes people end up quitting. And you're wondering, how did you quit? You know, if it's your calling, I think we just didn't fall in love with our calling enough. Or maybe we were so obsessed with our calling, we forgot to fall in love with being a servant. And that's one thing that I was learning, or that the Holy Ghost was just talking to me about learning how to fall in love with being a child first and then being a servant you know the holy ghost was just telling me that it doesn't matter what calling that is on your life but before anything else you're a child of god before you're a pastor an apostle a prophet um an evangelist a teacher whatever it may be you are a child of god you're a child first and then you're that and i feel like most times people just take the calling first and then they run with that and then they forget they're also children so now what happens is you're focused so much on being just that or being just the man of god or the woman of god so called you neglect your relationship with god that sometimes you can't even hear him talking to you about you you just hear him talking to you about someone else and it's very possible you know to just hear god talking to you about other people and i hear him talking to you about you it's it's, it's very possible it's sometimes very strange but it's very possible so that's what I want to talk about today. But actually, I'm already talking about it, you know. So the Holy Ghost just said, You don't love it enough. And I was like, What does this mean? I don't love it enough. And I realized that as long as you're still making excuses for certain things, they've not yet understood the importance of it, you know. Like, um, random, just a random thing, like, like missing church on a Sunday because it's raining, you know, and something like that. You know, be like, no, but it's raining. I can't go to church when it's raining. And yet, when it comes to work, you go to work when it's raining. That's and that's when I realized that you know what, we just don't we don't love it enough. Real, it's a matter of priority. It's a matter of prioritizing your things. It's a matter of figuring out what is important in your life and what is not important in your life. And funny enough, the world has been something that has just been um, squashed for a while now. You know, like people. Are so okay with just hearing the word on Sundays and then they go about their life without hearing or reading the word for themselves during the month or during the week. So now what I'm trying to do is read or what Doc is trying to do with us as the divinic ladies is to make sure that we are rooted in the word to a point where we know the word because another thing that causes people to be misled or to be swayed is the fact that they have no foundation in the word they don't know the word so someone will come and literally preach absolute lies to them and then they'll just like literally take everything in why because they have no word in them so they don't actually know what the verse says they don't actually know what the bible says so i was like i don't want to do that but the thing is we say i don't want to be misled i don't want to be misled because the bible says beware of what sheep and wolf's clothing and we always say i don't want to be misled i don't want to be misled but the only way we cannot be misled is if we read the bible because it is through the bible that we know how god works and once you know how god works you'll be able to detect a counterfeit because 
because don't ever think that the enemy just started working now the enemy has been there for centuries and centuries he was there even in the beginning adam and eve and stuff so don't fall sick and think that you the enemy won't touch you you know like oh the devil is a thing of the past he is still very much active last uh, my episode with uh rainbow we spoke up she spoke about it and we said you know the enemy is like um a lion seeking on seeking whom he may devour you know that's 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 the reality of it you know and i think the other episode i spoke to you about the story of job you know if you watch the beginning uh the beginning uh verses of the first chapter if i'm not mistaken where it said that the enemy went um to god and he was asked where are you coming from and he said from roaming around the earth you know he was roaming around the earth and he was ready to give a report same thing with joshua is it joshua not joshua the one who led the people but a man if i'm not mistaken who had a filthy garment taken off of him you know when someone was when i went when we prayed for mercy i used this verse and i said that be careful because the enemy roams around the earth that when a report about you is about to be given he is there to give his own report you know to 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 um speak judgment over you to be like no you don't deserve this you deserve that so don't think the enemy won't attack you because you're a 2k or you know the enemy is a thing of the past the enemy is not a thing of the past he's still very much working uh, I don't know why I just say that, but yeah, it's not a thing of the past. It's still very much active, so it's a matter of the heart. So Christianity and everything concerning Christianity is a matter of the heart. You know, it's all about how much you love it, how much you're willing to sacrifice. You know, serving God is all about how much you're willing to sacrifice. You know, God Himself sacrificed His Son to get us here. So now, so you can actually see the pattern in how these things work. So I'm just thinking that. The Bible, the reason, the reason why we don't do certain things, we find ourselves in certain situations. We're like, why am I still doing this? Why am I still doing that? The answer is simple. You don't love God enough to do things the right way. And that's the truth. There is no love for God enough to do things the right way. The episode of about obedience with Robert, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. He said, how we show God we love Him is by obeying Him. That's how we show Him we love Him. We don't show Him we love Him by telling Him we love Him or by singing that we love Him. That's all good. But us obeying Him is the same thing if you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship. You know, if your boyfriend or your girlfriend tells you, I love you every day, but then they do you wrong every day, you won't even believe that they love you. Why? Because they're not, their actions are not matching their words. So it's the same thing even with our walks with Jesus. Our actions need to match our words. If we say, God, we love you, we need to do things that prove to him that we love him. You know, we need to get to a place where we want to know him and we know him through his word. So by spending time in his word is showing him that, yo, I love you, God, to point where i want to learn more about you from reading your word and i want to spend more hours in prayer more hours in meditation more hours in the secret place getting to know you getting to build a relationship with you an intimate relationship with you you know where you and i actually know each other i mean obviously you know me but i'm not sure i know you enough for me to say i have a relationship with you that's 
what I mean, you know, when something is from the heart, that's exactly what I'm saying, you know, so I was just thinking that this is so real, because I'm something about, like, the funny part about the Bible is the fact that I enjoy it, but I'm lazy to get to it, and I'm like, as long as you're still lazy, you're not there yet, as long as you're still allowing your laziness, or you're still allowing your emotions control when or when you don't uh, do something for God, you don't love him enough, or you don't have uh, the heart for it yet. When you're still deter- when you're still saying, ah, I'll do it tomorrow, I used to always say that, I'll read the Bible tomorrow, and sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't, and the Holy Ghost, like, the Bible is food to the spirit man. And for every day that you don't read the Bible, your spirit man is starving. Now think, some people go for months without reading the Bible. It's a going for months without eating. Can you go for months without eating and survive? You can't. Because now you go for months without eating. And then once you eat, you're not supposed to eat like large chunks. So now people go for months without reading the word. And then when they want to come in and they read all this Bible in one random day. Of which now you have to like literally reawaken resuscitate your spirit man because your spirit man has been gone because the thing is one thing you need to realize is you can pray yes but the word is important the word gives you authority in the place of prayer because now if you're praying just going random in the in the, in the name of jesus and you're just casting out demons what power are you using to cast out demons because we get power from the word you know and one thing i've learned uh, my man of God says is that the enemy is oh sorry God responds to his word it is a word that he responds to which is why when he makes a promise he will keep it for the main reason that he said it so he the word of God is his word so he responds to his word. So you can go to him and say, God, in your word, you said A, B, and C. And he will respond. And he has to do it. Why? Because he said it in his word. In your word, you said, if I do this, God, you will give me this. And he will give you that. Why? Because he said it in his word. And that's one thing we need to understand. Because now what happens is we go and we cry to God and we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. But there's literally nothing in us. There's no, the thing is, Sometimes we even ask for things that don't make sense. And we don't know how God works. We don't know how God works. So we go and we ask for the most random things. When God doesn't give them to us, we say, oh, he's fake. He's not fake. You just don't know what to ask for. Why? Because you have no understanding of who God is and how God works. Even the way you ask is important. The way you ask is important. You will not know how to ask for certain things unless you know who he is. Because then you don't even know the way someone is. You know the way someone likes. When you want to ask for something, I don't know if this is called manipulation or tricking. I don't know. But you always want to ask them in a way that you know that they will respond to it. You know, there's no way that you just you know, you know that when you're a kid and then you want to smell something from your dad and then you like you do something and then you approach him. I don't mean my dad was like um an academic person he wanted us to get good grades so every time i wanted something from him what i would do is i'll make sure that i get it i'll wait for a test and i'll make sure i'll pass and after i pass i'll show him he'll be like i'm so proud of you my daughter like thanks then i'll slowly slip in what i want because i know that he'll be so proud of me from this that he will be 
easy for him to even give me anything or reward me with whatever it is that I'm asking for. And God's our father, so <laughs> no, but you can't manipulate God. I'll just let you know that you can't manipulate God. <laughs> uh, it's good to love, guys. But we can't manipulate God. I don't think it works. Actually, I don't it doesn't work. You can't manipulate him. But um my point is when you know someone, you know how to ask them in a way that will touch their heart, in a way that will move them, in a way that will touch them. You know, David was a man of the God's heart and he did a lot of bad things. But because his heart was always in the right place, even with his forgiveness, he knew how to ask for forgiveness in a way that would move God enough to keep forgiving him. So we need to just check ourselves, check our hearts and put them in the right place. So ever since I got that analogy that every time you don't read the Bible, your spirit man didn't eat. I got scared. I was like, true. Imagine how anorexic my spirit man was at certain times. And it's like, yeah, it's like, imagine if you need to eat like three meals a day to sustain your physical body. How more your spirit man? Because as a child of God, you're not flesh. Yes, you're in the body of flesh, but we're spirit beings, you know. So because we're spirit beings, Everything of us, we need to make sure that we focus on our spirit man, which is why God thinks like fasting. Because people say, Oh, how fast? You better for me to fast. Fasting is important because what you're doing when you're fasting is you are controlling your flesh. You're telling your flesh that I, you don't control me, I'll control you. And as you're, as you're taming your flesh, what you're doing is you're growing your spirit man you know when, when something like fasting is not a thing where you're fasting god i want a car then you go for fasting you're fasting you're praying and you say i want a car i want a car i want a car that's not what fasting is about fasting is not about you wanting something the only what fasting does is it grows your spirit man that's the purpose of fasting to grow your spirit man so point where you silence everything that says flesh and you open up everything that says spirit which is why fasting it goes beyond just eating you can eat it goes beyond just eating food it can literally be a fast from games or anything that you you, you feel like you do every day it can be a fast from your social media i know usually when i used to fast like was a year because sometimes when you, what you notice during fasting is sometimes people will be on hunger strike. Yes, they are fasting, but they spend their day doing the exact same thing they would do on the day they're not fasting. They're watching the same stupid movies, listening to the same music, or watch, doing the same things that you would do on the normal day. You're not fasting, you're on a hunger strike. Because when you're fasting, what you're doing is you're seeking the face of God. You're silencing everything else. Usually when I, when I fast, what I usually like to do is I like to stay on social media, you know, depending on what time we're breaking a fast. Sometimes we fast like four. So if we fast like four, for that day, what I would do is I would like to stay off. I, I go social media for the 6 a.m. prayer, and then I go again for the 1 p.m. prayer. And then I don't like to touch my phone or go in any social media platform until I break. So I stay away from my phone. And the only thing I would use my phone for is maybe the Bible or if maybe like we're talking about something on the church media group chat other than that i don't like to touch my phone i'll be busy with other things you know i don't like to um do that and usually what we do with my sisters is we don't even watch movies 
even if it's Christian movies. Why? Because the thing is, movies feed the flesh. We're trying to tame the flesh so we can be closer to God. The point of fasting is to hear God. It's to grow the spirit, man. And what grows the spirit, man? Staying in the word. Staying in prayer. So what we're doing is, so what happens is, when people fast, they fast for the wrong reasons. When you fast, you're not fasting so that a demon can break, it can go away, or so you can obtain something. You're fasting so that you can get information on how to work with that thing. We see in the book of Daniel, after he fasted, the angel came after 21 days, and the angel didn't come to set the people free. No, the angel came with information. He came with knowledge. You know, we're reading Peter, we're in Second Peter now, and was talking about how we have been given the knowledge we need, you know, for this life. So it is the knowledge that we'll get that will help us know how to navigate through life, how to deal with certain things. And that knowledge has already been given by God through Christ. So when we fast, what we're doing is we're opening ourselves, our hearts, our ears, and our eyes to seeing, hear, hearing, or feeling God and just allowing Him to lead us. You know, making our spiritual person more sensitive to the voice of God. Because the more your spirit man grows, the more your flesh dies. Because spirits and flesh are enemy, not enemies, but they, they don't get along. You know, and the goal is to tame your flesh that your spirit may grow. Because when you live in the flesh, your spirit can be weak. Because your flesh will never tell you read your Bible. Your flesh will never tell you pray for two hours in the Holy Ghost. Your flesh will never tell you uh, don't do this. Your flesh will lead you towards sin. So which is why we say live by the spirit. Live by the spirit. Because your spirit man is always in connection with God. Your spirit man is in connection with the spirit of God. So that's why we live by the spirit more than we live by the flesh. So, um... I was just so back to my topic. I'm trying to stay on topic as much as I possibly can because I realize that I actually sway off a lot. So back to my topic. It's a matter of literally being hungry enough for God to the point of making the necessary sacrifice for putting in the time. It's a matter of realizing that God is the center of everything, of making God the center of everything. Of making God the center of everything. It's to a point where you realize that you can't do anything else without doing this. You know, you can't go about your day without reading your Bible. It doesn't feel right. Not reading your Bible is like you did not eat. Excuse me. Not reading your Bible is like you did not eat. Not reading your Bible is like you didn't bath. It's like you didn't brush your teeth. It's like you didn't comb your hair. It's like you didn't do something like you did every day. As you get to that point, you're not doing it. You need to love it enough. If you can even get to a place of being on fire for certain things, you need to get to a place where you're on fire to be a child of God or you need to love being a child of God. No, you need to love it. You need to want it. You need to love Him enough to want to do these things. To love God enough to live certain things. To love God enough to live a certain type of life. Love him, obey him, fear him to a certain extent, or what it's making proud. We love your parents. We love our parents so much. We want to make our parents proud. We love them so much. We want to do the right by them. It should be the same thing with God. You must love him so much. You want to do right by him. You want to serve him correctly. You know, do everything you do for him correctly. And I'm not going to lie to you and say, you know, it's simple, it's simple. It's not simple. 
it takes a lot of sacrifice because it's not every day you feel like doing it but because you've understood the importance of it you say it doesn't matter what i feel like because god is above it so even if i feel like sleeping i will not sleep i will go and i'll read that chapter in the bible and then i'll sleep and i'll meditate on it doesn't matter what i feel like i'm going to pray even if i'm tired you know the man <laughs> i was working this week and it was so funny because yesterday there was one people we have lunch our prayers at church so it's like a, a, a call because of a group so it's a, it's a whatsapp call and i was so sleepy like i was so sleepy because i was so tired like i've just been having like a very busy week i was so tired to a point where i literally had to sit in front of the fan and i switched it on and i sat in front of the fan and i had to pray in front of the fan and i started to feel cold but i couldn't do anything about it because if i switched the fan i was going to sleep but because i've understood the importance of prayer especially corporate prayer yes individual prayer is also good but corporate prayer i'll do an episode of corporate prayer corporate prayer is basically the prayer you make as a church and you know the um and the importance of corporate prayer because people look down and they oh i don't need to pray with anybody i'll just pray for myself at home no i'm gonna do an episode of corporate prayer and you know the importance of stuff so i was praying we were praying and i was just so sleepy and you know when you're praying you're like looking for it asleep and you're just like huh, in the name of jesus and you're like, huh, huh. that's literally how i was praying but i was like god i know the importance of this and you know my spirit body is so used to praying to a point where i'll fall asleep in the middle of prayer i'll wake up i'll like i'll wake up for papama and i'll still be praying and i'll start to doze off and i'm like and i'll just continue in prayer like it was a consistent thing and i was like oh my god <laughs> and usually in what you find is you know what you find is sometimes you find yourself more consistent other things you know, some people will tell you, I'm very consistent in the place of prayer. Others will tell you they're consistent in the place of worship. But there needs to be a balance. You know, prayer, word, because I that everything works together. Everything works together. Nothing is more important than the other. Everything works together. You know, it's like, the, it's like, it's like your five senses. You know, eyes, ears, nose. Excuse me, nose. As yeah, sights, hearing, smell, and taste. You know, they work together. Obviously, there's some people who don't have all five senses and they do manage to live, but it's a difficult living that you're doing when you don't have all five senses. So, it's one of those things where you need everything. You need the word, you need to pray, you need to worship, you need to. These things are meditate, these things go hand in hand. They go hand in hand, and that's one thing I'm realizing because sometimes they say, oh, I'm not gonna pray today, I'm just gonna worship. You should never ever leave prayer for anything else. Pray, you should pray, you read your word, you should worship and praise. And meditating, I usually put meditating with reading the word. You know, after you read the word, you just sit there and then you let God speak to you concerning the word. And then, yeah, one thing the word of God always says is before you can go, before you can hear God, you can go and tell people about God or not talk about God, but like talk about God say this. One thing that he says is, you can't hear God on a random day, like just chilling in here, my child, if you've never heard him tell you about his word. 
because the first thing you do is when you're reading the bible is he reveal mysteries to you in the word so if you've never heard god talk to you when you're reading the bible you can't hear him anywhere else and i was like oh that's deep he's like the thing is we rush to want to hear him to say oh hey my child how are you and to reveal great mysteries to us the mysteries we're looking for are in the word which is why you find that people read the same chapter and people come up with mighty revelations you're thinking how did you get this it is because the spirit of god has spoken to them as i read the word so he says if you want to hear god go and read the bible and listen to him teach you about his word because people say the bible is difficult and then people say it's a bunch of stories if you're still seeing the bible as a bunch of stories you're reading it in the flesh i'll tell you that Factory. If you're still seeing the story of Moses, I just ah, just a story about a man named Moses, and you're not seeing anything concerning his life, his character, the story, or anything, anything else in there. You're still you're reading in the flesh, and when you read something in the flesh, you miss the message, you miss everything. And obviously, I so, so you one might think, oh, you always like literature, you know. So of course you find things like that. Sometimes not in a lot of literature because. Reading for my sermon and reading the Bible, two different things, two different things, two very different things. You know, so it's just one of those things that if you want to hear God, you will hear Him through the Word. He talks to you through His Word. That's how He works. So, yeah, today we're talking about consumed and transformed, or we were, and that's basically how to get to a place where you're consumed, to be consumed and trans, excuse me, and transformed. You need to love god enough to leave certain things because if you don't love him enough you never fully open yourself up to being consumed you need to love him enough to allow him to consume you love him enough to allow him to transform you because if you don't love him enough you always make excuses as to why you don't do certain things oh i'm too busy so i can't read the bible oh i'm so busy so i can't do this so even when someone preaches the truth to you and tells you yo like which is something about living holy, you know, be holy, you know, because the Father is holy. You say, oh no, you're being too serious, you're being too uh, religious. You see us being too religious, why? Because you don't love him enough to want to live a holy life. You don't love him enough to live fornication. You don't love him enough to stop lying. You don't love him enough to stop doing certain things. You need to love God enough to stop, to do, to stop doing certain things. Love him enough to let go of saying love him enough to want to be in his word love him enough to want to spend time with him because you can't say you love someone and you don't spend time with them because if your friends if you spend time with your friends if you spend time with your friends or your family or your, your spouse or your whatever every or all the time and that's how your relationship gets better what more with god you know you need to spend time with him love him enough to want to talk to him and that's something that i'm learning you know how to make him center i feel like i've made him center in certain areas but i've not yet mastered it all the way around you know and the truth is it's a process you know there'll be certain areas you'll be like but i think god is lord in my life but is he lord over everything over absolutely everything put him above even your work that even if they say come and work on a Sunday, do you love him enough to say no? I'm committed to the house of God on a Sunday, so I will not work on a Sunday. Thank you very much. Do you love him enough to say that? You know, it's one of those things where you but I love God, I do this, I do this, I do this, but then our love for him should show in every area. And that's one thing I'm learning. To make him the center, to make everything flow from him. 
everything flow from him to every every other place and that's just basically what i'm learning and i just thought you know what let me be as honest as i possibly can to today's episode and just be realistic about everything and just just share that you know what guys it's literally a matter of the heart all these excuses we're making is because we don't love god enough we've not just understood the importance of god in our life we've not just understood important we don't rate him enough that's the truth we do not rate him enough that's the that's the truth we don't rate him enough and because we don't rate him enough we keep making excuses as to why we don't do certain things because the truth is the amount of commitment we give to mere humans is crazy don't you think that we can't even give god half that commitment is even crazier because if god being the creator of heaven and earth can't get everything from you i don't know I don't know then it's a matter of we don't rate god enough to actually make sacrifices for him and that's the truth and the moment i realized that i was like i need to change my life i need to change the way i do certain things you know i need to change the way i do certain things i need to start making sacrifices that matter sacrifices that matter. you know to make time for him to make time for the word to make time for worship to make time for everything you know i need to spend time take time to actually do these things you know and sometimes i don't read the word but i read like random verses here and there and it's just like okay <laughs> that's not really reading it's just you know so now i'm learning the importance of spending time fish it's, it's not easy you're gonna get it you're gonna mess up but the point is to keep trying and staying consistent keep trying and just keep making your love for god grow make your love for him grow love him to a point of wanting to do right by him love him to a point of wanting to do everything he wants you to do and that is the goal because i feel like god should love god you don't care you don't care what he makes you believe or what makes you do you just love him even so like Abraham, Abraham loved God. God told him leave your family. He left. Told Lord to choose his own side. Not do his own thing. Do this. Whatever God told Abraham to do, he did it. That's how much he loved God. Like even God told him leave Sarah. I'm sure he was gonna leave her. You know, we need to love God and I'm willing to leave everything and follow just him. Why? Because he's the center. You know, love me more than we love our parents. Love me more than we love our spouse or our partners. Love me more than we love our friends, our education, our jobs, money. Love him more than we love everything. Because when we put God first and everything else follows, I think you realize that life becomes easy. Because sometimes I feel like the message we find certain things so difficult. Oh, this journey of crisis. Okay, it is kind of, it's, it's a lot. The process of getting there is not, it's not a walk in the park. But I feel like the reason we we always complain so much is because we don't love God enough to give Him the proper things. You know, that's when um, to give Him something proper, to do something perfect for Him. And and I'm probably does ministry, so I get very frustrated sometimes when we trying to um, practice and 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 you know, especially if you're practicing, you're like, oh, you practice it, like you know, you're practicing and you're not doing your all to practice. It frustrates me. You know, because I'm like, you know, this is for God. It's not for a person. You know, and the Holy Spirit is telling me that, you know what, you need to be like this with everything. Not just in dance ministry, but with everything. The pain or the frustration you feel 
when people are not doing things correctly is how you should be for everything everything you know because my thing is if it's for god it needs to be perfect you can't give god look home things you can't give god jacuzzi things you can't give god things that don't make sense like he's god like my thing is also if god was standing here and i dance like this would he be proud of me if you are sitting here and you saw me praying the way i'm praying would you be impressed if you're sitting here and you saw me dressed the way i'm dressed right now in church would you be impressed if you was here that's how i look at it you know because if it's if it's for god, if it's for god i try by all means to do my best Okay, sometimes my best is not enough, so I need to ask the Holy Ghost to help me. Because what I could think is my best could actually be my least. But then because by the power of the Holy Ghost, well, He helps us do what God wants us to do. You know, so it's just one of those things where we need to get to a place where we put our hearts in the right place. Get to a place where we put our hearts in the right place. Where we love God enough. Where we want to serve Him enough to leave everything. Leave everything. Or be willing to leave everything. No, no, you don't have to leave everything. Just be willing to leave everything. You know, get to a place where you love him so much to the point where um, nothing else matters but him. No one else matters but him. I mean, they all matter, but then they matter after God. Excuse me. And you're willing to sacrifice everything. Even if it means popularity. Even if it means popularity. Even if it means friends. You know. Love God so much that you'd be like... Yo, no. You know, and I always look at people because people will say, Well, I don't have any friends, I just have two or three friends. You know, I like to stay in my way, I like to do this, I like to do that. And I always look at them and I always wonder how do they get there? They loved God enough to allow themselves to be changed, to allow themselves to even get, you know, because I always look at, I always listen to the Orphanage Sunday's music and I'm like, This guy, how does one get to a place where? they sing songs like this or they give a face like this and i'm just thinking the amount of love you must have had for god to get to a place where he just he wants to be transformed because the thing is when you love god you love when it starts by you loving him because when you love him you start to search for him to know who he is and how he works and then from there you, you see what he likes who, how he works and stuff from his word and from there, you become a new person because you start to allow yourself to be transformed. Because from there, he starts to transform you. From there, you start to be transformed by his word. You start to do or change or act differently according to what he likes. So it has to start with you loving him. Because when you love him, you seek him. You know, and he tells you all these things. And you read his word and he reveals all these things to you. And when you read his word, he tells you you should be holy. And because you love him and his word says he wants you to be holy, you do what he wants you to do. Why? Because you love him. So first you need to love him. And when you love him, you start doing what he wants you to do with heart. And you won't make any excuses for him, for yourselves. Because you already love him enough to change. You need to love him enough to change. You know, people always say a guy who knows when he's met the one, a guy will change for the person he really loves. It's just, it's like, oh, okay. If a if a guy or a girl can change for the person they really like, what more has changing for God when you really love him? Because when you really love him, you'll change for him. 
When you really love him, we'll serve him the way he wants us to, to serve him. When you really love him, we'll let go of that sin and we'll pursue righteousness. When you really love him, we will not complain about spending three hours on the word. When you really love him, we will not cry about spending five hours praying or three hours in the secret place just listening to him speaking. Why? Because we love him that much to the point where he's the most important thing. He matters above everything else. You know, there's no meaning to anything else without him there. You need to love him enough to that extent. And yeah, that was just the whole purpose of my episode of my episode today because it's something that I've been learning. It's something that I'm working on to get to a place where I love him to a point where nothing else matters. To a point where I, I love him that even that people think I'm crazy. You know those people, those really deep Christians or even goes, I this one is doing too much. I said, God, I wanna get there. I don't care. I don't care who's gonna think I'm not normal, who's gonna think I'm stupid, who's gonna think I'm just weird. I don't care. I wanna love you to a point where only you matter. Even if humans don't understand my love for you, even if humans look at me and they think ah that's abnormal, I don't care, that's their opinion. I want to love you so much to the point where everything of my my focus, my everything, my being is on you. And to get to that place, it's more than just me saying it. I need to put in the effort. I need to make the sacrifices of matter. Because the truth is, because we can pray, you know, the Holy Ghost will help you, the Holy Ghost will help you. Some things that I've I've learned this because the Lord was just talking to me the other day. He said, Some things you need to make the effort. You need to make a choice. Because everything in life is about making choices. You need to make a choice. You need to decide. Yes, I'm tired, but I'm going to read the Bible. Holy Ghost, give me strength. You need to make a choice. It's all about making choices. I really don't feel like praying right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Holy Ghost, give me strength. That's a choice you've made. Because you can say, oh, I don't want to pray. Oh, you're in bed and you only go, oh, Holy Ghost, give me strength. And you're already sleeping in bed. There's no strength that you received there because you didn't even ready yourself to receive strength. So you don't want to receive any strength. Even the Holy Ghost, just look at yourself and be like, what's wrong with this one? But when you want to sleep and you say, I'm not going to sleep, I'm going to go on my knees. Holy Ghost, give the strength. I'm praying. Then you start praying in that moment. What happens is strength starts to come to you. Sometimes I realize when I'm sleeping, I'm tired. I'm just like, why don't you wake up and read the Bible? And I'm so exhausted. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. But just the act of me sitting in front of my Bible to read, I start to feel the strength coming. And I just say, you know, I just read just maybe half this chapter. I'll find myself reading the whole chapter. Sometimes even moving to the next chapter. Why? Because I made the choice to read. And because I've made the choice, now the Holy Ghost is coming and is assisting me. It's all about making the choice. When you make a choice to love God, the Holy Ghost helps you love Him correctly. It helps you it helps you walk correctly. That's why it says, uh, the steps of righteous men are ordered by the Lord. You know, the Lord orders our steps. This Spirit leads us. His Spirit guides us. But we make the choice first to follow God. We say, God, I want to follow you. His Holy Ghost will now say, okay, no problem. Let me show you the way. Let me take it towards the narrow path. That's what happens. But it's all a matter of choice first. Of which we choose things that we love. So it all goes back to loving. It all goes back, it goes back to the heart. It goes back to the heart. You know? Because Jesus, because God, brother, loved us that he gave us Jesus. You know, which is a topic for another day because I'm not going to go into it right now. But that, like, by the end, people say, Oh, but God loves us, God loves us. God's love for us is Jesus. They will say, Oh, but God loves me the way I am. 
God loves us. He gave us Jesus. If you want the love of God, you take Jesus. Because that's his love. God loves us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So God's love for us is Jesus. That's his love for us, Jesus. So if you want the love of God, you take Jesus. And then in Jesus, you have everything else. Everything else you want or you need. And Jesus, he gave us the Holy Ghost. Actually, he left us with the Holy Ghost when he ascended back to heaven. So, you see, it's like a process, this thing. You first take Jesus. When you take Jesus, you receive the Holy Ghost. And then you start to be transformed. You know, but that's a topic for another day. I'm not trying to get too deep into that one. Right now, unless I overwhelm you and you guys get depressed. But the point of this episode is to let us get to a place where we love Jesus or we love God enough to leave everything and pursue Him. And pursue Him. And just, yeah, pursue Him and just do as, pursue Him and just do as He wants us to do. Pursue Him and just. Love him enough to want to spend time with him. Love enough, love him enough to want to do right by him. It all starts with the with the heart. It all starts from the heart. You know. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because it determines the course of your life. What you love is what you pursue. What you love is what you go after. What you love is what you build your life on. So if you love God, your life will be centralized around God. If you love money, your whole life will be centralized around money. What you love is what you go after. What you love is what you pursue. So if you love God, righteousness is what you pursue. He is what you pursue. And as you pursue Him, you become righteous. You will transform you to a righteous being, rather. So let's just love God. And may God help us, you know. May God help us. But in order for him to help us, we need to make the choices first. But yeah, man, it's all good. We will get there. It's all a matter of time. We will get there. So yeah, guys. That was the first episode. See you guys next of next week. <laughs> In Feb, as I said, the month of love, but then I just, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> I hope your journey is going well. And those of you going to school or trying to register, wish you all the best. Those who are in the trick of past, congratulations for who are in school and out of past. Congratulations, I'm really happy for you. And those going to school, yo, God do it for you, man. May God help you in this coming year. May just work out for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And yeah, have a lovely weekend. Have a lovely two weeks. Until next time. And just remember this verse. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. Or it determines the course of your life.